0: we the be crossover. Everyone, uh, baby, baby.
1: Everyone, and welcome back to Come Up and S- Reviews. <laughs> and I said it that way again because on the last episode I thought it was a little quiet and I wasn't yeah. sure if anyone heard it. I don't know if that's gonna become a regular thing, but I wanted to try it one more time. So anyway, this is Brett.
2: Hey, it's the Thai guy. We're back, and we have a special guest with a the crossover episode. If you listen to uh, Totally Abusive, <laughs> we have DTVC Matt Poirier.
3: Hey, th- thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me on again. Yes, I'm, I'm kind of I'm excited for us to do this. I, I kind of pitched it in the um the 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 abusive episode. I was like, hey, yeah. this is part of a crossover with the uh, Pare one that's coming out later this month. So yeah, I- I'm excited for this one.
1: So yeah, we- as I said on the last episode, this is our Flintstones meet the Jetsons episode <laughs>
3: where uh, <laughs> where it
1: starts on DTVC, continues over on ours. So if you haven't yeah. heard that. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, jump back. So
3: <laughs> yeah, so
1: to, just to continue on. So yes. we were talking about the riflemen. Okay. So did we oh, want to just continue yeah. that conversation as if there was no gap at all? So go ahead.
3: Okay. Well, oh, so go ahead, Matt. Well, I was just I, – so I I was watching so so BTV um the retro channel there um they do Saturday westerns and um I think they start sometime in the afternoon in the morning and they go through I think Mavericks the first one and they go through until like 5 p.m. and then they pick up with Sven Gulli, who's doing like horror and sci-fi <laughs> oh, yeah, stuff. Sven Gulling, yeah. So 5 p.m. the Rifleman's on and it's just like you know I, he's kind of like walking through the streets at the beginning of the episode. You know he's walking through the kind of the set and he starts firing his gun and um. The, the the announcer said it exactly the way Ty does it the the rifleman but it was I mean, it was, it was <laughs> perfect I, I was like just cracking up because I don't think I'll ever be able to catch watch the beginning of that show again without laughing <laughs> it was so perfect
1: well Ty that's a huge compliment to you oh well thank you I appreciate that it shows uh, your rifleman announcer <laughs> sorry but <laughs>
0: that
2: Chuck guy Connors. we don't know his name yes
1: I don't know the announcer Chuck Connors but it's like <laughs> yep. yeah as we said on the other episode they don't say the names of shows anymore yeah no. no. oh,
2: well no. we'll just repeat all our talking points from the last episode okay no we're not
1: gonna repeat anymore we're not gonna repeat anymore get no no but we have
2: so to in a way because we have continuations as we call them so the yeah, number right. one thing is on the last episode was, was it steel was it i forget steel. oh what solid steel oh, <laughs> oh, oh. savage oh, steel. <laughs> solid, solid steel like solid snake remember that so <laughs> i was saying that chris katan played mango and he also and i thought he was a monkey that's wrong mango is a dancer he played like an effeminate dancer he played mr peepers which is a monkey okay so, so that's an important correction that's not just a, a continuation yeah.
1: that's actually a correction yeah it's, it's
2: like it's a special emergency chris
1: katan <laughs> alert <you know>? yeah. <laughs> so yeah we don't want to mix up mango and mr peepers and i don't want anyone to think that you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to your chris katan characters does he have any other ones i mean i have no idea i don't know is really the first thing about chris katan i'm not I, I haven't followed his career i don't know anything about him so is this is like
2: gonna be like the chris katan continuation podcast no I just no, it's
1: like, I, this could be the very last
0: time okay this will be the tail end
3: yeah, well the only the only other one i can think of right well obviously he does pacino right where he just goes whoa whoa and he kind of just you know um does that routine? And then also he was with Will Ferrell as the the Night at the Roxbury guys. Oh, that's yes, right. That's true. The, and the and he has been a couple movies.
1: movies uh, Corky yeah.
2: Romano.
3: That's yeah. right.
2: Maybe that's okay. You know, I haven't seen it. But <laughs> is it different I, from
1: Mickey Blue Eyes? I'm
2: not really sure. Yes, I think it's stupider. Oh. Um, oh. So it's a, well, because I think Corky Romano is the dumb dumb son of these mafia goons, and one played by Peter Falk and Chris Pan or something.
1: And See, what's Mickey Blue Eyes?
2: Well, Hugh Grant is marrying into a mafia family, oh. but he doesn't really know that. So James Caan's part of the, he's like the mafia guy. And you know, it's actually not that bad of a movie. There's some really hilariously bad overdubbing at the end of Mickey Blue
1: Eyes. <laughs> Take a look. Well, did they have to, Did someone have to do uh, Hugh Grant's charming stuttering? I'm,
2: I'm, 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 I'm in the mob. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> but
1: it's charming.
2: It's
0: charming. See, it's, not just it's charming. <laughs>
1: Yeah. He's charming as he stutters, and he stutters as he charms, you
3: know, and it's yeah, kind of exactly. his thing. Yeah. So. I love the idea. I love the, like, that's like the only way that I ever see Hugh Grant speaking is just, you know, like a – I, I think it was David Cassidy, the, the, the Partridge family, who – I, I think I love you, you know. And it's just like, no, no, we're so, talking about you yeah. getting caught with a hooker. Like this is like yeah. no. nothing to do with that. So he's like the human version of
2: like a you know a FaceTime call where it's all kind of blocky. <laughs> you can't really hear. Like, I'm not the, the mob, David well, Cassidy. Let's not, I'm not jinx anything. I mean, we are on <laughs> Skype here. Anything could
0: happen. I didn't
2: time. say Skype. I said FaceTime. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Well, that's you got me there.
2: Or, or Zoom or you know, right. Or, zoom yeah
1: go to <laughs> meeting.com yeah exactly well see once again uh hugh grant was ahead of his time he was like that before that i think that was... he was the original go to meeting <laughs> well yes <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> hugh grant is the original go to meeting okay we're already getting silly okay we haven't so even we'll... gotten into the episode proper yet.
2: no we're going to the next continuation <laughs> which is we can i know we unfortunately cut you off by accident during the piece thing about Gloria Alred's uh acting credits and she was in on the edge and then and do you want <laughs> super glow there,
3: Matt? Yeah. super right well no i think um super glow yeah there wasn't actually as much as i thought I oh, okay. it, but but he, she did a jag episode that was like one of the first things she did um uh that kind of tracks i can see that it, yeah I mean, I mean, it, you have to start jack that's how you that's how you want to get sir you know, the what, beginnings what was the show there's another show she was on the, her very first acting credit was a show called in the house the one with um Alfonso Ribeiro and LL Cool J, <laughs> what, what was that on UPN? What was that? It might have been. Yeah, it sounds like UPN. Yeah. Yeah. Like what what the... a time that was, right? We had UPN and and WB. WB, and they before they merged into CW. I think every time, I don't know if you if you guys ever did this where, you, like um the TV guide would have like the worst rated shows for the week. Yes, I remember it, saying, oh, Cheers no. and Cheers.
0: Yeah, 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 Cheers and Cheers.
3: I think that. There's... Yeah. A Nick Freno licensed teacher would always be on there. <laughs> yeah, Shasta yeah. McNasty. <laughs> yeah. No, those aren't jeers. I cheer for them.
0: They're great shows. <laughs> <jeers. laughs>
3: they probably jeered uh, The Secret Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they jeered all the usual suspects, right? That's how, how they were. But yeah, In the House, I had completely forgotten about In the House, but that was her very first acting role. She played a judge. I don't remember the ep- – I mean, I don't really remember any episodes. I don't – apparently I it's HBO it. Max, but um.
1: – It is? Wow.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I
1: mean, I guess she was going to be on Homeboys in Outer Space, but. I like, guess she couldn't fit into her schedule. No, you know, it's like <laughs> Fred Williamson came calling and you got to go with him.
3: Right. Well, <laughs> I think that's her, her first film role, maybe. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, no. Well, well, no. So, yeah, it looks like a lot of cases she's playing herself. Um, oh, OK. And so, like, on Jag, she played herself.
2: Um, oh, but she played a judge. Oh, that's in yeah, the house. <laughs> it was no, that in the house in that the she
3: house. played. She, right, exactly. So it's really, I, I mean, she played somebody named, she, she's always playing somebody named Gloria, too, is what I'm noticing here. So she's the Tony Danza of She actresses. is. The only difference is in a movie called Untold that came out in 2014, she plays a woman named Agnes. Um, It's got a, <laughs> it looks like it has Jeremy London or Jason London. Oh. It, ha, it has a London. I don't know which okay. London's in it, but um, well, Jason London. One London. Oh, Jason yeah, London. Okay, he's the best it, London. Jason, yeah, so uh, every parent's worst nightmare. I don't know what this is. Now it's um, lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I don't I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, it, I think you're right. I think it is a lifetime. And I think she does a sequel to it. Um, but but beyond that, it's it's all um yeah. Er, er, other than these two Agneses, she's always playing a Gloria. That that's is that what it. She
1: played two Agneses.
3: She she played the same Agnes. It looks like it oh. looks like it's Untold, and then a, a sequel that came out in 2021. So.
1: Right. so
2: it's well, very recent and i see i was looking up her filmography now too so she's on on the edge in 2002 then she makes an appearance on the talk show called HALA. <laughs> yes. and, it's like, and as the late coolio gloria alred it was like politically incorrect
1: rick oh. james
2: uh, it was like
1: bet's politically yeah incorrect. it's like
2: bet's politically incorrect so it's called HALA.
1: <laughs> so it's like so. that sounds good
2: yeah i would not watch that that was on youtube
1: is yeah. Byron allen involved
2: I don't know. I just have the just some of
1: the guests, you know.
3: Let's take a look. I'll see if he's in the ca- like in the um <laughs> Cause
1: that seems something something like Byron Allen might have done.
3: Yeah, no, he's not a part Comic of Comic View. Well,
1: yeah, and he had he hit various different talk oh, no. shows and um.
2: Well, what was that show? It wasn't Comic View,
1: it was the other one.
2: It was, a it was one. Comics Unleashed. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I always remember um on Saturday nights when Saturday Night Live was done at like two in the morning, there'd be the yeah. Byron Allen interview show.
2: <laughs> and like they, he like interviews like dental washings. That's pretty smart. That's oh, a good idea. Oh, go ahead, Brett.
1: Oh no, just that it's smart. I mean, let's just say you're still up and you still want to laugh, or maybe you've got home from like going to a bar or something. Hey, there's a uh, comics unleashed. You got, you got hey, you Got your Byron. You know, <laughs> your Byron. Or if you yeah. want top Byron, you yes. can just watch um, that movie.
2: Case closed.
1: Case closed. Yeah. Now talking about <laughs> someone who maybe wasn't an actor but did an acting role or no byron allen's an actor what am i saying yeah um, that's you, people should watch case closed they really should yeah, yeah.
0: I, i've I been meaning to thing. see it i
3: think oh, it's, you on watch it. it's on youtube
1: it's on youtube that's how we watched yeah. it if you yeah. like charles sterning <laughs> and byron allen you cannot lose it's a buddy cop movie it was made for tv <laughs>
3: yeah
1: I, could have been a pilot maybe it yeah, yeah. i want to be great.
2: it was still on now That's
1: a pretty long run. That would be C B S style run. Yeah. Longer longer
2: than Jag with Gloy Alred. Yeah,
1: um or N C I S or what Yeah. Um Okay. Moving on, unless there's more you guys want to say about any of that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Is um should have been an action star.
2: Oh yeah. Should have been an action star. And Matt with your (laughs) rockin' version? Should have been an action star. <laughs> it's very Cartman. This I was say, that's yeah. very <laughs> South Park. So. Yeah.
1: Is, yeah. Okay. so, Ty, who is our should have been an action star today? Okay, we
2: have Roy Orbison. So it's
1: like okay, so <laughs> he, he's dark. You know, he has yeah. sunglasses and dark hair. He's got a suit. Yeah. Um, he's kind of serious. Yeah. He could he could have a shotgun. He could have a shotgun. Southern style. You know, justice. We call it like
2: Southern Justice.
1: Yeah. So it's like
2: Roymond Orbison.
1: So it's like. <laughs> okay, oh, so now you're just making up a full name. Yeah. Full. No, he has been in movies. He, he's not a stranger to movies. I He has been in some movies. But this what, would be like um this would be like starring a starring role in like the 70s or maybe 80s. You know, yeah, 80s right? would be good. Yeah. Because yeah. maybe he's getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah. But in, in true uh, Righteous Kill style, they don't recognize yeah. that no (laughs) and he goes out for revenge on his own even though he has some problems and issues it'd be a really good movie because i could see this like he has southern justice and then
2: he has a shotgun and he shoots uh someone and then the blood splashes on
1: his glasses um (laughs) it's like like a dixie mafia kind of thing it it could be like a guy who's like a southern mob boss oh i like this yeah and maybe he kidnaps his daughter Mm -hmm. um of course, his daughter would probably be in her 30s or 40s, but still, he could kidnap Maybe 50s, her. you know. <laughs> yeah, he could kidnap her, and then, and then Roy uh, kind of takes justice into his own hands. The fact that this was never made is yet another disappointment, but hey, it's, it's our own creativity at work. Matt,
3: thoughts? Yeah, I like it. I like him walking into a bar with maybe like a black guitar case and like maybe a black leather coat or a black suit, as you said, with the black glasses, you know, like people all looking at him. And he's like, you know, again, like you said, he's coming for revenge. Shotguns, I think, work really well. Uh, Yeah, the whole thing just works there. I I think there's so much you can do with that.
2: Yeah, I could I could see a scene now like there's a there's a shootout at the bar and he kind of bends down and starts shooting a shotgun. It looks kind of cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like he has like really good aim. Yeah, he's like, because he was, was in the army.
1: Called like the yeah the army yeah yeah he was ex like, army ex guitar in the west. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, no, but was, that's a real movie that I think he was in. So this first so nice like Go ahead. Yeah. No, that this could be like a more serious, updated version.
2: But the fastest gun in the west, and it's serious. <laughs> but it's not a western. Well, it's a modern day western. You
1: know, modern day western like Justified. Yeah,
2: so it's like maybe you can get Elephant as <laughs> the
1: bad guy. Oh, oh that would be good.
2: Yeah, and then he's part of the he's the head of the Dixie Mafia. So maybe you can get like another older person, you know, maybe like a Hall Holbrook or something like that. <laughs> yeah. like, I know we talked about him in the last episode. Who's usually played by Dal Kilmer or whoever, but it's just like, it's just like <laughs> oh, <laughs> really, Who's he who's usually playing? He played some Mark Twain Roosevelt? Or oh, Mark Twain. No, I think it's Mark Twain. Only <laughs> Mark Twain could be an action star. Finally. Like, okay.
1: Well, that, that's a whole other section. Yeah, that's day. that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Okay, we're so gonna. Mark go Twain starts killing people. Like this is like this like is a harpoon. Uh, I don't know.
2: I guess you know what? That's a great idea. I can actually see this. He has okay. two harpoons.
1: Isn't <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. that really cover like Yeah, that would be the poster. He's like. Yeah, in full regalia, like wearing a yeah. white suit with like a yep. string tie. And he's an outward, like John Woo style. He's holding yeah. two harpoons. He looks angry. <laughs> yeah, and he's he has like, a he's big like cigar in his mouth.
2: He's like in the midst of throwing it too, so it looks really cool. So yeah. Just, yeah, wait, like throwing
1: it. Wait, what am like, I? thinking? Oh, I was thinking like a crossbow. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that
2: works. Two crossbows. Okay. Yeah. So
1: oh. <laughs> Oh, because it has to be like an
2: older weapon, right? So. Well, yeah, harpoon's actually kind of cooler. Yeah, okay, well, okay, we can
1: go with harpoon. I was yeah. in my mind, I was thinking like a wooden, oh. like uh, yeah. crossbow, but
2: no, well, harpoon. Yeah, harpoon's better. Well, yeah. Uh, Matt, any ideas with <laughs> this one?
3: I, I mean, it's it's all working for me. I think, yeah. yeah the the cross, crossbows are are underutilized. I mean, the only time I could think of them being used, I actually kind of didn't like how they were used, which was um hard target two with um mm. with, oh. with atkins um it was it's which is a shame because you feel like the, a, a crossbow is like the best um the best the, the best uh i don't it there, there, feels like there's, there should be no way to misuse a crossbow but that that movie apparently showed that there's there's actually more to it than you realize when it comes to using a crossbow um, exactly
1: and mark twain would
3: know that right <laughs> yes i mean i mean mark twain i think like you know, I see also, like, riverboats, like, like almost yeah. like a Maverick-type thing. You know, oh, like yeah. Like riverboat, the riverboat chase. And stuff. Yes, yeah.
2: that's Mark Twain, yeah. So, so, riverboat
1: chase, like two slow slow-moving.
3: Very
2: small, boats. that's all they had, you know. And one is
1: chasing the other. It's yeah. almost like a slow-speed OJ-style chase.
2: Yes, yeah, and that would be part of the climax, and then he uses his harpoons or uh,
1: whatever he uses. And then he like, can go from one riverboat to the other because he has to get to the other one yeah. to maybe rescue and, someone.
2: So I'm trying he, to think of like yeah. a, maybe a, a, a classic dame from that from the ages there, maybe like a, I don't
3: know, like,
0: like, like a male
2: Monroe in Monroe. Monroe. What's
0: oh, yeah. no, that? Rita
2: Hayworth, something like
0: that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, listen, watching those Westerns, there's always these women with, like, I don't know like how to describe the dresses, but they were... I, I, I feel like in the neckline, I guess. Right, right. Exactly. A lot of cloth, like a lot. of Yes. Cereal. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I, I always, it's funny like watching these Westerns now, cause I don't think I ever picked up on it when I was a kid, but they took a lot of liberties. There was a, there were a lot of anachronisms. Um, there are a lot of things that they said that I don't think people in, in, you know, in the Western period said like, uh, you know, things like take it easy and stuff like that, that I think were terms that were just like becoming popular in the fifties and sixties. Um, but I think also with the clothes, like the women were, they they in, in like the the riverboat setting they tended to be a little bit more provocative in their clothing and I think um, that's the way you could make it like a a western but with like a modern kind of feel to it where um, you know you you could have that that kind of that skin showing that you need to have in a movie like that.
2: Yeah. He, he he wouldn't play like Mark Twain he'd play like John Barker or something like that he'd be like some like, yeah, be like and I say <laughs> I'm going to my riverboat gambling and you know. <laughs> then he you know takes out some toughs and he goes don't forget he's still kind of old but yeah. this well, i can so, see the climax it, oh, you know, yeah. riverboat chase an explosion uh harpoon uh, this is gonna be great it still has oliphant i don't know why he's in it, but it's just like
1: <laughs> yeah. well, i mean assuming mark twain will be playing himself it would have to be helpful but
2: yeah it'd be Hal Holbrook <laughs> as mark twain as val kilmer
1: as <laughs> <laughs> Like this he's is getting tired really. He's saying his old aphorisms. He wants to actually get yeah. involved in some action. Well, see, yeah. this should be really
2: like a no, uh, no subject thing, but. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> <But> maybe, <laughs> you got to go with the flow. Well,
2: you know what? Then I'll just say the next thing. You know, kind of like when we did Cookie Monster Origins, or whatever it was. Yeah. Yes. This would be like Foghorn Leghorn Origins. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like. It's that it's that called it called Foghorn. What does it Mark Twain have to do with
1: that? No, because the goes, I say, I'm Mark
2: Twain. I'm going on the riverboat, game. So I just thought of, it sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. Right, okay. I mean, like fog is it called leg horn. Leg horn or Leghorn call... or Yeah, yeah Leghorn leg, yeah, yeah, would leg be
3: the movie. Yeah, because because yeah. for whatever reason, these these origin story movies have to just be one name all the time. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, that, like, that is. Yeah, like the Wolverine. And... Yeah, or like like Cruella or Whitey. Yeah, right it's like. Ratchet. right ratchet yeah it's like like okay what, what was that pennyworth right for the pennyworth, yeah, yeah yeah, like like there's no creativity with any of this stuff anymore so it's like why not just you know um just go for it and just be like yeah we're doing you know foghorn leghorns <laughs> origin story you know leghorn you know
2: you like going <laughs> and he would have suspenders well, we we'll I'll, <laughs> we <laughs> should go to our subject all
1: right but I just, well i just have one more uh just yeah. a button for go ahead. button it up <laughs> Do you think anyone, maybe in other countries, maybe that don't speak English so well, thought his name was a question but, and they thought it was Roy or Bison? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well, over. No, no. so now we're going we to talk
1: about Paré and so <laughs> yeah, so, they're all here to talk about Michael yes. Paré. So you know, I don't know if this was the easiest list to put together because let's no. face it, he's done a lot of mediocre stuff when mm-hmm. us talk about the elephant in the room. Well, he, yeah. He's done some a, a lot of mediocre stuff. However, we were able to tease out five movies yeah. each, and we'll see if there's any crossover. Well, be- before we do that, yeah. um,
2: no, it's yeah, it's Michael Pare. not Michael Pear, and right. we're not talking okay. about golf. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned so, that.
1: Let's say yeah. that,
2: too. It's not golf. This is I, The title's called Paré for the Course. You know, Par for the Course would be a great golf podcast. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to try yeah. to get that accent mark in there on, yeah. on the name. If I can't. If you can't. If you can't. I'm glad you explained that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's really hard to do it like on a description. You could do it like
1: on your phone, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I might be able to cut and paste. I'm going to work on that. But okay. If for some yeah. reason I can't get that accent mark, yes, that, that's a good disclaimer. So, yes, it's yeah, it's not pair for the course.
2: It's yeah. paré for the course. So, so,
3: so, sometimes a good apostrophe can get you over the, oh, you know, yeah. like you know like that after might after the e maybe. yeah like because people people will get it then i think they'll because you're right like i think like what ty's saying when you come to the title you don't have as many options with the title as you do with the description yeah uh,
1: but uh, yeah I, i'm gonna see what i can do but yeah okay so we're, so we're talking about Pare for the course All All right. Talking about michael Pare.
3: so do you want, it, do you want yeah. to ask?
1: matt you go first what is your number five michael Pare?
3: Yes. yeah so so my number five is is an interesting one in that it's not as easy to find which is kind of too bad um yeah, Albert Pion decided he wanted to make a sequel to Streets of Fire called Road to Hell. And um it actually wasn't bad. It had it had parade in it. And um oh. it, it yeah, and, and it wasn't a bad movie, but um for whatever reason, Albert Pion, I think because at this point he was sort of like trying to get outside of the um the the normal distribution system, and he was trying to, I think, distribute his movies on his own. I don't even I don't know if you can even get this like through his site, because um, he gave me a screener for it. Um and, and I mean, it's it's a good movie. Parade, I think, for 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 current parade. I think this came out in like oh eight oh nine or something like that. For like newer parade, it's actually um, it's it, it's really invested parade, which you don't usually get. Um, and and one of the kind of funny stories around this one was that um, you know, so I was you know Albert Pion sent the the, the screener to me and. I you know I reviewed it and then I get this message from somebody whose name is Michael Pare on Facebook and it had a picture of him from some movie or something maybe from Streets of Fire um, and he's like hey Matt do you have the link to the to the uh, your your review and I was like I don't think this is Michael Pare but I'm gonna give him the link just because like what's the harm in giving somebody the link ah uh,
2: uh, that's a great story I mean did you yeah. so give Michael
3: Pare or right per- well, way, so, it's like yeah, it really didn't. I really don't think it was him. But then um, okay. he was he was messaging Pyun in a chat, and Pion was responding to him like, "Yeah, the movie's going to be out soon." Because he was asking when the hmm. movie's going to be out because he wanted to like show people the movie. I, hmm. I kind of feel like Pion was messaging with somebody who wasn't really Albert, who wasn't really Michael Perret, who was like pretending to be him and just kind of like goofing around, but. But anyway, yeah, I, it'd be nice if this movie could be out for more people to see because it it is a, a a solid parade performance. Um, I just I don't know like what the deal is with that stuff, and I know with Albert Pion being ill, I don't know if these things are going to ever be available. Um, like like they should be. Um, but but maybe at some point you, they will. They can just you know get a DVD of it or even just stream it somewhere.
0: Because
2: that
1: would that be that cool. Would be I mean. I can't oh, go ahead, Brandon, because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But, can't comment on it either. But it's an interesting choice. and I'm, yeah. It's good you're bringing that to the forefront and maybe people can see it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Because I can't let you know, Michael Paré impression, because his voice is kind of <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. It's just
1: like, right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but also, yeah. let's not forget, we are kind of burying the lead yeah. here. Completely, go ahead. Completely, completely, unintentionally. We're recording this on Michael Parry's birthday.
2: Yes, October 9th. I, I was just kidding. Like, oh, maybe it's his birthday today. So I actually checked. It's like,
0: it is? <laughs> it is. And
1: that's insane. It, this was not at all planned at all. I, we didn't say we're going to get together on his birthday. This is like a one in 365
2: so, shot. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I, mean, I was I, nuts. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's like kind of matching the date and time of a law and order uh, boop boop, yeah. you know, thing. Right. That's thing. That's I only got that once and it's like I have thousands of episodes I rewatch and watch. It's like I only got
1: it once. <laughs> well, and then this we got we're doing this on his birthday. I, I really think that's very, had, very coincidental. It's serendipitous.
2: And it was funny, it's fate, which is one of his movies, which is not on my list. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I had to get that out there I love I that. Can't I believe it. it. I'm still in shock. I,
2: I really thought it would be, like, November 12 or something. No, it's was, like, October ninth, the day.
1: I can't believe it. Well, so we're recording this on his birthday, so I guess this podcast is meant to be. Happy
0: yeah, cause, birthday.
3: Because I think it was kind of a toss-up, wasn't it, between us doing this one first or Busey first? And I think Tanya was just like, why don't we do Busey first and then per, per, you know, Paray second? Yeah. And it and just like be- that, just sort of like, like yeah, you just kind of like, let's just do that. It ended up working out that it was his so, birthday. I can't believe
2: it. I just can't believe it. So I guess I'll go to my number five, which is Merchant of Death. You know, Brett, you haven't seen this one.
1: Okay, I, I um, can't speak on this one. Either, the, the, but I go for it.
2: Well, the best part of the movie is that it steals footage from the movie Hard Justice. You know, the beginning of all those awesome exploding <laughs> oh, cars. <yeah. laughs>
1: the ultimate comeuppance in probably DTBC movie. Yeah. That and, and One Man Force, which we can call back to the last... Yeah. Crossover episode. Those are like the two exemplars of what we do. So
2: they steal <laughs> the footage from that. They still footage but then they kinda insert pare of some of the close ups, so that's not, you know, <laughs> David Bradley. It's like, oh look, there's a car exploding. Oh. Is he wearing it's the like, same like clothes? No, nah, it's like a really tight close up of oh, okay. like, <laughs> right. And with the explosion fires kind of around him and the lights. And it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. And then I think they, they stole some other footage, but I don't remember which movie. So it's it's barely a Paré movie, but that's part of the funny part. He's, he's kind of inserted into other movies somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I
1: mean, now they're not even taken from Hollywood movies. They're taken from David Bradley movies. So they really well, just have been on a button. They're
2: all new image releases. But yeah, it was like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it so like, to the <laughs> yeah, so Michael Paré, look for the vault. I'll, I'll be in this one and this one. And like, <laughs> you got to choose. You know, So you think it's like a
1: kid in a candy store, it's just all the new image movies like on a shelf? And then Michael,
2: Michael Parry, like, Yay! It's kind of like when you go to <laughs> the Nickelodeon, you know, Toys R Us shopping spree thing. You, everyone just gets all the video games or like supermarket sweep
1: and all the hams. Like, yeah. you, gotta, it's like, you got all the hams. Yeah, you got to get the ham. I mean, but you have the limit. I think you can only get five hams. Oh, okay. I remember it you was can't like just 50 load up your shopping cart with hams. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And, also, and the smarter players will go to their um, like medicine aisle and they'll load up on like medicine.
2: Oh yeah, because medicine's very expensive.
1: So it's like, even back <laughs> then, in that the 90s. Did that, only the very savvy, savviest of the
3: supermarket
2: here. I think it was a real supermarket. It's kind of like the Aldis that we have in Connecticut. Do you have an Aldis, Matt?
3: Yes, yes. So I, I've I've never actually been to one, but there yeah, is one. There's one you here. Just yeah, because apparently you have to you have to use a quarter, I think. Yeah, as a yeah. to use a card. <laughs> they, you, they,
1: they don't just give you a shopping cart. You that's have you to, get to put a dang I mean, quarter. You apparently, you get the quarter back. It's like, <laughs> You don't. That's good. No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently, they just put out food like in its shipping containers. Like they don't bother to like take it out of the box. Yeah, that is true. It's kind of like shopping on a budget. So they just put like a box of. So, this is what I'm told. Like I said, I've never been. To no, it. I I, I can
2: agree. I. That's what it's like. I've been to an Aldi's. <laughs> And it's just like that, like the bananas are like right there in the box.
1: You know. Yeah. Tarantulas crawling on them. And <laughs> well, <laughs> right from the Caribbean. That's how these movies start, you know, and there's like a tarantula at the bottom and then, uh, you know, pretty soon happens. there's a, you know, tarantula problem.
2: What was that arachnophobia or a vampire in Brooklyn? Cause I, mean, I think they both start that way.
1: Uh, and and <laughs> other these, you know, TV movies like ants and killer bees and uh, everything. <laughs> Yeah. someone importing some fruit and then all hell <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing I want
2: to mention on Merchant of Death is that I would definitely recommend it's actually really hard to find I was looking it up yeah. it's like oh, maybe I'll buy a copy but actually it was hard to find
1: that's so I, I confused with the one with Lawrence Tierney Right? wasn't he in a movie called Merchant oh
2: the Death Merchant
1: oh sorry the Death Merchant right?
2: Yeah. but I also want to see you know Merchant of Venice with Michael Parre you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Did we not believe?
2: Yeah, 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 so it's even better than the Pacino's.
1: Right. <laughs> the well, is, I think, you know, Michael Paré said it has a little – it sounds like a
2: New York guy. you like a New York guy. He's like, hey, oh, it's like <laughs>
3: Merchant of Death over here. <laughs> Matt, did you see Merchant of Death? I forget if you reviewed it. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I, I – so when I – I reviewed it and um, – I was looking through my review of it just to kind of get a reminder. like I think I, I really like the parade where it's like the movie kind of meandered a bit, but, um yeah. the, the parade part of it is it, it is great. And the other just in because I, I guess you you guys haven't reviewed it yet. Um
2: or well, at least I, I, I remember watching it back in the old days of Netflix. that's when the review East side wasn't really up and running.
3: Yeah, it's funny because if you look at the external reviews, right? Variety reviewed it, and wow. then the other five are all like usual suspects: so Bulletproof, mm-hmm. uh, Cool Target, um, Direct to Video, kind explosive action, and uh, and Mitch uh, Video yeah, Vacuum. Wow! Us. Yeah, so so, I just have to it,
2: get a copy one That's time like the whole crew well.
1: except us. I mean, where I feel kind of left out.
3: So uh, you guys I, are gonna join yeah. the party? You're
1: yeah, you guys join
2: the pare party. join <laughs> 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 the
0: pare? They're the pare. I par-
3: you know pare sare. <laughs> Sorry. I would be curious to know – this might be – this may be the only movie that's like that where all those other names have reviewed it, but you guys haven't because usually – it's like like when I go to review a movie, I see, like, you guys bulletproof, you know, video vacuum or something like that, and I'm the one, like, kind of, you know, the last one to the party. So I, I want – this might be the only one that is a – you guys are – you know, that, like, that they're, at least, you know, some of us haven't reviewed it as well.
1: Um, yeah, and it sounds like a case of bad timing because, Ty, you did yeah. see it. It was just
3: – yeah, just time was it. yeah
1: it, it's just like a missed – but I kind of yeah, want to get
2: a copy cool. now. I'm on the case, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we can always review it for the site and we can yeah, watch sure. it and I can watch it. We can yeah. make this happen.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. So Matt, your number, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Matt, your number four.
3: Yeah. So what I thought for my number four, kind of going back to the previous, you know, the Busey episode, Um, you know, how the kids a lot of times they say, you know, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. Um, well, I thought for this one, you know, if you're going to be a bear, I'll be a Berenstein, Um, because I'm, mm. I'm going to go with Warriors. Uh, for, for, oh. for, for, for <laughs> it's but, bad. Crossover. Yeah. So I figured, I figured, you know what, let's just go for it. And, um, you know, I think kind of the same reasons why I picked it for Busey. I, I'm picking it for for Parade. I figured, you know, I'm going to it's going to go all in. Um, so, uh, yeah, just again, if you're going to be a bear, be a Berenstain. So um, yeah.
1: the
0: Berenstain
2: so
1: bears, the bear's <laughs> <laughs> But you always so go ahead, Brett. Oh, I said, this, if anyone wants our thoughts on Warriors, we could refer them back to the other episode. I think it's just that yeah. we didn't really like the movie. Yeah. But it, Maybe. it kind of a, a missed opportunity because we have two you have two kind of big names yeah. in the D T B genre, but it just didn't quite really click the way it should. And yeah. we did kind of go into this, you know, we compared it to Killing Season and
2: Yeah. Right. So I mean I that Warriors is not on the list.
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't we bring it. We can go it. right to your
3: number Number four.
2: Our um, my number four is Sunset Heat.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. one I enjoyed, but not on my list.
2: Oh, okay, because you know it's got Pare, Dennis Hopper, Adam Ant, and Little Richard.
3: Yeah,
0: a... <laughs> should have been an action star. This is little Richard.
2: Star <laughs> I mean, everyone's an action star in that one, especially Little Richard. But it's like. I, I,
0: they're <laughs>
1: What can we say? I mean, you don't get a cast like that every day or ever, really.
2: I mean, this is a movie you would definitely walk by in the video store and pick up for a minute. So it's just like...
1: <laughs> so but but, like, but you know, <laughs> this is one where you might actually take it home, right? You might it, take it home, Especially yeah. as part of like a four for four deal or something. You can take a chance.
0: <laughs> this
2: is a take a chance kind of movie. It also has Tracy Tweed. Oh. So it's Shannon's <laughs> sister.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like Tracy Tweed. I think she yes. has her fans for sure.
2: So it's actually a pretty good movie. I remember I watched a couple of years ago, and it's like this is it still held up pretty well. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: It's like an LA noir type movie. Yeah. You know, it's well done. You know, the 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 production values are good. You know, pretty really good for a part. And
2: Dennis,
1: party. Oh yeah.
2: And Dennis Hopper is fun, and Adam Ant too. So. Yeah. yeah. So it
1: definitely this is a recommended movie. I mean, it's yeah. you know maybe it's not a classic for the ages, but it's definitely
2: worth watching. Well, Brett, right, you know me. like, well, what's that Adam Ant song? Uh it's like i don't know if i can sing it it's like dub, dub. Oh, i can't do it
3: was it goody uh, two shoes it's
2: it good it's good goody good two shoes but it's like hum, hum, hum. and and it did it did it it's like he sings really <laughs> yeah, fast
0: no, yeah.
2: yeah you know what i'm talking no. about it's not great yeah. oh. two shoes though oh
1: oh ant rap oh
2: maybe it's <laughs> I don't know. it was in the movie doomsday i don't know why i remember that it's like mm
1: yeah i don't know based um, on that that's not enough information
2: oh dog eat dog eat dog yeah that's oh. it yeah oh yeah dog eat dog yeah
1: that's, <laughs> yeah that's what it's called right yeah i believe
2: that is what it's called yeah. Oh, okay yeah that's the daddy o yeah okay here we go and he's been in other movies who movie adam movies like yeah what was that movie what? yeah
1: with robert hayes kind of oh like oh
2: no, no well no i know what you're or? talking about it's um oh What's no that? You talk to Matt while I look that up because it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, you look
1: up Man and uh, yeah. happy uh, to. Yeah, Matt, have you seen Sunset?
3: So yes, actually, one of the funny things is I'm, I, according to IMDb, I'm the only person who's reviewed this. I don't know if um if oh. you guys did it and it didn't show up on your um on on IMDb. Um,
2: that we that. that I thought cool. we did.
3: Yeah, so it must not have showed up. Yeah, so this I'm has been happening case. to mine lately, where it's not—they're hmm. not showing up um, oh, on—not on, all of them are, but um, yeah, so um, oh, okay. yeah, so that might be what's happening for you guys. I don't see it in your archives, though, so I wonder. Oh, like, um, maybe we haven't. We've maybe we just didn't review to, it. I think we watched
2: it. We just I think we watched it and review it. Yeah, yeah I, I remember you commented.
3: That. You said on my 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 post of it that you'd seen it like five or six years before. Um, yeah. So. Okay. So this is probably that one that. Yeah, I, I think this is the one that should have made my list if I wasn't trying to go all in on warriors. Um, it, <laughs> beyond beyond the names that you mentioned, um, I mean you've got uh, Joe Lara is in the film. Um, uh, Swytek from Miami Vice plays a bartender. Um, oh. So always oh, love to Tony see Swytek. Yeah, Tony Todd exactly. So, wow, so
1: the cast is amazing.
3: Yeah, and, and it, it, it is more in like kind of the noirish thriller vein as opposed to the the action movie vein. But I, I think you're right. It's a fun movie. It just you know, it kind of hits all the, the, the spots that you want in a film like this. Probably probably one that should have made my list. Julie Strains in it, um, oh. in a very small part. Um, yeah. Yes, a lot of names.
2: This is, I think it's underrated. That's why it had to be on the list. And the yeah. movie you're talking about with Adamant brett is Cyber Bandits. Right, Cyber Bandits. <laughs> People should see that. It's, very. It's <laughs> one part is completely, I can't even, even explain it. That's all
1: I can say. Yeah, yeah I mean, it could, maybe, you know, as far as Sunset Heat and Us, maybe we just determined it wasn't an action movie well. yeah i think that's what happened like we were gonna review like eh, it's not oh
3: happened. that makes sense yeah that, it's that, like it's that not really
1: it. completely as, as worthy of a movie as it is it just didn't quite get to come up and review
3: yeah that yeah that makes sense yeah yeah because my site is is, through, is all dtv it's just what happens with the all dtv thing what i what i was i was um I, i've said to people before who've kind of asked about the how the site kind of became what it is is uh the action stuff was what people responded to like it the, the site was originally meant to be all direct to video so comedy horror sci-fi uh, dramas everything and but it was the um, the the the, the action stuff because there just weren't a lot of people. I mean, I think there there still isn't really a lot of us out there doing the yeah, action stuff. You said
1: you pretty much gave the list earlier. You know, it was yeah, approved cool target.
2: Yeah, it's a niche yeah. market that we it's have. It's a niche
1: market, which is why I think we've been able to thrive because yeah, if people want to look up material like this, they pretty much have to go to us.
2: Yeah, so, that's so. really cool. I so mean, it's, it's like, great. It's it's like great nice to have
1: that to have that home. But, you know,
2: uh, what is your number three map? Oh, yeah.
3: So I went, um, I think I went AOL on this one or my, 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 oh my, my movie. Yeah, what would, yeah, direct contact. Um, yes.
2: Great yeah. choice.
3: Yeah. I just, um, I think, you know, this is a period with Paré where he is, uh, with, with Paré where he's like coming, at, coming back into doing more films again and, you know, he was doing a lot of stuff with Uwe Boll and you know all that kind of stuff. So and, and a lot of that stuff really wasn't good. A lot of it was very like Eric Robertsy, right? Where he's like just yep. there for 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 a minute or two just to get his name in the credits. But direct contact, I think, really worked. It was also a Dolph movie in that period. I think we've talked about this in the Unsung episodes where yeah we did yeah that late two thousands period where Dolph kind of also was coming back where he he had some duds and suddenly he's giving us some good stuff. So I think the two together, it, it all just really worked.
1: It delivered. Yeah. I
3: love. And the them classic together. line
1: that you referenced. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is on our list, but yeah, t- t- to your point, man, about him working with Uve Boll, I did just watch Assault on Wall Street, yep. which has Pare and Eric Roberts. Yeah. And it's actually a really good movie, surprisingly good.
3: Yeah. Um, yes. Did you review I that? Now? I think I did. I think I may have reviewed it. Let me take a look. I think I, um, I, I think it's,
1: I. That's another movie ahead. with a really great cast too. Um, what was
3: is in that? John Hurd.
1: Don Hurd, um, Keith David.
3: Yeah, Dominic Purcell. I, yeah, Dominic Edward Purcell. Furlong. Uh,
1: yeah, Furlong. Um,
3: okay. oh, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't review it. It has a ton of 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 critic reviews, though. It's like... Yeah,
1: probably because it's Uwe Bolle and he attracts a lot of attention. Yeah. Right? It, but yeah, it's it's definitely a worthwhile movie. But yeah, it has Paré, so I guess it's worth mentioning. And it has Eric Roberts. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, okay, sorry to interrupt there.
2: <laughs> no, but yeah, direct contact. you know... It's a great movie. if you haven't seen that one. You know? uh, part of the direct contact. That's <laughs> 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 the impression. I, did, I like Michael Parra. I'm a big fan of his. I should have been in Streets of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been me. That, sh- that should have been me.
3: <laughs> I was I mean, in Rocky IV just... at the time. Uh, right. Go ahead, Brett. Oh, ahead, no, Brett. no. I, I don't know if
1: Streets <laughs> of Fire is on anyone's list, so I don't want to. No, it's, want it's, not, it's not. It's
3: not. So it might, it might make mine. It might be. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I gotta go to my yeah, number yeah, three. Yeah,
2: no, well, let's talk about, well, what do you think, Brad? I mean, like, do you think that's, well, it's like, it's like Unsung Dolph again,
1: or maybe Unsung Paré. Yeah, this, like... <laughs> this might be an Unsung Paré. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's, as far as a director video movie from the 2000s with those two guys, I mean, yeah, of course, people should go out and see it if they haven't.
2: I guess my next movie is Deadly Heroes.
3: Mm, okay, I haven't seen that one.
2: Oh, okay. Well, buy it. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I, um,
1: go ahead, bro. That's uh, that much of a uh, recommendation, but
2: uh, because there's it, a screw the, loose.
1: Yeah,
2: talk a little bit, a bit about *Deadly Heroes*. Well, it's, it's it's a screw loose. It's a, it's a what, New Image movie. No, it, yeah, New Image movie. It's like a yeah. mid '90s one. So he plays like Mark Kartowski, and he's like uh like a special agent, and then J. Michael Vincent is you know is hanging around. But there's something a uh, screw loose with the movie. There's all these weird moments of Paré and James Michael Vincent <laughs> it, Especially especially Airwolf himself or Stringfellow Hawk. But it's just like, <laughs> there's
1: there's just there's some, like Yeah, go there's ahead. like it's kind of like weirder scenes that go on and um just, it takes it's Sean Israel. It's Sean Israel
2: and there's just a there's something off about this movie. <laughs> Is
1: there a scene where someone tries to like chase a plane on foot or something or there's that- like a
2: clipper chip or something. I mean like I can look at the-
1: <laughs> it's just I mean I mean something but yeah it's it's one of those you know new image movies shot in Israel by the guys and they got these two and then some weird
2: Oh and Billy Drago's the villain. Oh of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that almost goes without saying but yeah. No is this
2: well, well, it's because long it's long know, but 100? Yeah it's long. It's over almost near two hours and because the the ti- You said that the title's weird, Brad. The title's weird, and then terrorism has a new enemy. Deadly heroes. It's just like... Well,
1: the heroes are deadly, I guess.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And it's now in an
2: 45. I mean, um, the terrorists have plastic guns. It's like... I guess. And something about all oh, mini-sub, not Clipper Chips. Clipper Chips is the movie Hostile Intent with uh, Robert Lowe. Rob Lowe. And it's like... Which you should also watch Matt. Yeah,
1: yes. no, I haven't seen that. Very, very, very silly.
2: That's even sillier well, than the
1: reviews just on our site. I just I really enjoy that.
2: Well, it was, it's that was it was just so easy to write. You know, it's like <laughs> It was. And that one
1: just really flowed, because there's a scene where someone very earnestly and seriously says, They're trying to hack into Netscape.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, <laughs>
2: But that alone makes it worth
1: watching.
2: A certain person might say that. We won't say who. But, <laughs>
1: so, but anyway, we could talk about Hostile in 10 all day. But what is there anymore about
0: Desert Heroes?
2: Well, I think it's just an odd uh, film in this filmography you people should just check out because it's it just something is off. But it's just, but it's still kind of funny. It's like it's American music, but it's in Israel. And like, there's just everything's just weird.
3: So, yeah. okay. yep. Right, yep. so there you go. Yeah, looking at IMDb, there's a few things that are interesting. Um, one is that apparently, because um, I know you know, Killing Streets was another movie that that yes. Golem did with that with them. Apparently, they recycle a chase scene from Killing Streets. Yeah. Um,
1: that would make sense.
3: Yeah, I so think yes.
1: Deadly Heroes more than Killing Streets. So if you have to see one, I think Deadly Heroes is the one to see.
3: Yeah. Um. There's also, of course, your your prerequisite torture is what the uh, the yeah. images <laughs> that somebody has has, has posted. So. Uh, somebody must that. have enjoyed that part of the film because that's all the pictures that you see on the <laughs> site. Um, and then uh, the other thing is that if you look at who did the um, the synopsis, you know, I guess I, I didn't realize IMDb crowdsources synopses. Um, or is, that, is that the plural of synopsis? Well, synopsis. It sounds right. Yeah. I just never heard that said out loud. Like... Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But um, the person who did it is uh, Dinky Four of Minneapolis.
2: Oh, Dinky so, Four. Oh, Dinky Four, okay. yeah. Oh, you know, I, I followed Dinky Three. Um <laughs>
3: <Right. it's> like... <laughs>
0: I'm not yeah. really up to four yet. Right. I'm not
2: sure what he's up to. Okay. Yeah. That reminds me because in our newspaper, the New Haven Register, use like the opinion pages. Remember Blotch, Brett?
1: Well, I remember you talking about Blotch. I guess this is a guy. which yeah. guy might have to explain this for you, but yeah. he was a guy who'd always write in his opinion in the local.
2: Yeah. And it's like, I don't <laughs> like anything that's going on in Connecticut. Love Blotch. <laughs>
1: like, they always <laughs> pr- print Blotch's stuff. Yeah, they'd just lo- a paragraph or less, right? Like something really yeah. short. But they'd always print it. It would always be in the. Maybe he's still yeah. doing it. I have no idea. But they I like, gotta they check in
2: on blotch. Yeah, I haven't checked in
1: for for the old blotcher.
2: Yeah, I love the blotcher. It's like. This. <laughs> I think he did put love blotch. I really think he, he put did. Love. No, well, I'm. <laughs> love blotch. Well, good. like saying the word blotch. We now said it about eight times in less than a minute.
1: Okay, well, blogs wherever you are, keep <laughs> we love that
3: we're writing. It is a shame like, that there isn't. Rest in peace. You and know, there, there's nothing like that anymore. Like, I guess the closest thing are like these sort of these Twitter political accounts that like somehow get enough followers that people like listen. I mean, you know, we're like just like
1: about that. How are they getting blue checks? And neither of our Twitter. Yeah,
2: we don't, don't have no blue. Che- th- we don't have no dang blue checks.
3: No. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. There's like these like one of them that I see there. I mean, there's a few of them where it's like they they just, I guess, tweet enough crap that um, enough people like it that eventually <laughs> Twitter's like, here you go. Here's a blue check. And you're like, oh, OK. Um, I guess tweet more. Oh, okay. Yeah. But more you know like political based stuff. On volume. Like, I mean. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think everybody's going to try to find the. But that's why I think if you so um, sometimes I think just because, you know, political leanings of the people in, in the movie industry, some of them are more conservative. Um, and I think because of that, because, you know, some of them, you know, we follow on on Twitter or whatever, just because like they may have liked one of our posts about their movies or whatever. But I think sometimes the algorithm will, will point me to like a, a like a conservative pundit of some sort and you know like I'll, I'll look at one of their posts and just be like i want to see the comments on this post and it'll just be tons of sort of people on the other side of the political spectrum just like killing them with memes and you know telling them how you know they're dumb they're all, all dumb they are and stuff like that and i think it's all of those people that respond i mean sometimes i think they, they're trying to get their point across but i think there is also a sense of like can i be the one with the perfect response that gets tons of likes and retweets that sort of leads me on the path to that maybe potential blue check mark as like some sort of, um, you know, unofficial political tweeter.
1: See the thing is, yeah, anyone could sit down at their computer or on their phone and either tweet or respond to a tweet. What Blotch had to do is write it on a of piece of paper, <laughs> right? You know, right. So put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, mail it to the New Haven Register. That's a whole different level of commitment.
0: You
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Blotch is on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Um, at he, Blotch. At Blotch. Well, he got at Blotch, and he's a blue check.
0: It's like,
1: <laughs> well, Blotch is just a combination of those words of blue and check. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's once again ahead of his time. Right. He's a Blotch right. check. I, guess. I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> right. um, we okay, about Blotch. So that's, that's the okay. Blotch
2: Report.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Welcome to the Blotch <laughs> Report. Like, which is a show I bet he would love to have. Yeah,
2: you're getting cable access. All right, so we're on number two here. Our number
3: three. So, yeah, oh, I think it was your number three that um. Uh, oh, Deadly Heroes. Deadly Heroes. Yeah. So my number two, I'm I'm going pretty pretty um vanilla here. My number two is Streets of Fire. Um, okay I
1: mean it's a great movie. I mean it's yeah. really awesome. But yeah, it is like one of his more well-known times.
3: Yeah, I think the, the 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 style of film. I think for that time, of course, I mean it was a movie that didn't do well. Um, which, of course, you know, it came out in what 1983, 84. So obviously, I had no idea it didn't do well because I, you know, I was like five when it came out, so I was watching it on, on VHS or you know, cable or whatever as a kid growing up. But um, you know, it, it, you know, stylistically, it looks nice. I think it's just it's a unique kind of movie um, where it sort of takes place in its own uh element but but I think for for Paré um for Paré it's it's um you know a movie that he could really sink his teeth into but I think also maybe you know he was young when that film came out he was in his mid-20s and um you know kind of new to the acting world at that time and so you know I think the movie itself is really good and I think you know for him to get a role like that at a young age was was good but I think um yeah I, I think for him maybe in Hollywood it didn't quite work out the way he was hoping to after that well, movie because I it.
1: agree oh sorry
3: oh no no go ahead no um, no i so said
1: that i agree that it's a, I like that it creates its own world like yeah. like a lot of 80s movies do and, yeah um i really love walter hill he's probably one of my favorite directors and and there's also some great people like diane lane willem dafoe yeah. um and it has uh, a great soundtrack which i have yeah um and, and the music is a very you know important part of that movie
2: yeah do you have, do you have the record brett
1: I, I have it on cd oh okay
3: yeah, Dan Hartman, who, who's no yeah, longer I with can, us. Too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Say, I can dream about you, which really I think helped that song—a great song. Uh, yeah. you know, reach that level. And but the whole soundtrack is great. I mean, because I think Jim Steinman did a lot yes. of songs. Yeah. Um, especially the ones that Diane Lane sings.
3: Yeah, yeah, and one of the funny things I think too about that song—the um—about I can dream can about you. Fast. That right. That? Yeah. That, I don't know if either of you encountered this. Remember when um when. Illegal or illicit movie downloading was, or not sorry, uh, music downloading was a big Napster. thing. Oh, Napster, 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 and then like what was it, LimeWire, Lime you know, BearShare, those Shark? ones. BearShare, Bear, yeah.
2: Oh, let's not forget about Kazaa. Right,
3: like Kazaa, I mean, right, yeah, right. The but they would always mislabel songs, and I, I don't know how many times "I Can Dream About You" was labeled as Hollow Notes. Um, oh. I think, <laughs> I think that one and "Players Baby Come Back" were both listed as Hollow Notes songs all the time on there, and it's just like. Okay, I'm not falling for that. You know, it's not like a cover that Hall that and did of I Can or Dream about You. Or I might you. say,
1: I can't go for that.
3: Right, exactly. Right, I can't go for that. That's what I should
1: have said. Yeah, these yeah.
2: gazelle people are out of touch. Right, right. Oh, out of touch. <laughs> oh no.
3: Yeah, well, I was we hoping... I was hoping so they'd the make Hall my dreams come true. You know, to, oh. I, I, I was I was hoping they'd make my dreams come true with a Hall and yeah, Oates cover oh, of oh. of I Can Dream About You, but no, not no, no such luck. Well,
2: this the title of this podcast is par for the course. It's already getting kind of punny. You know, right, exactly.
3: Like, right. That's true. Well, why
0: stop
2: now? And you already mentioned our peon, so we're pretty close. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <That's right. true. laughs> Let's just go back and pronounce that as a pun, and then we got it.
3: Yeah. Right, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. a great, that would be a great peon episode, right? A top five peon um, would be, yeah, like, um. yeah, you know, uh, I don't know what you, yeah, you, you know, full of pions or something like that or like, yeah. you know, like yeah. or
0: a very punny episode.
3: Very yeah, penny,
2: or, right. you know, puns is like the best part of part, best part of humor. Yeah,
3: that's all right. No no pun intended, right? Yeah, no, oh, intended. It that's it you Yeah, you got it. Right. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Click. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that should be one of yours cuz I think you're more right. in the pion world than
3: we are. Though. Yeah. I the pion is one of those ones that like I, you know, cuz like you know having talked with him and, and, and about some of his movies and you know kind of kind of seeing where he was coming from for some of them I think I kind of am a little bit more sympathetic to him but I think uh yeah he's one of those ones that like I think I think John Cross I posted a movie called Raven Hawk that he did the one that you you I think Ty, you you got it on VHS. yeah yeah And and it was funny because John Cross was like, God, the the synopsis sounded great until you wrote, it's an Albert Pion joint.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, that could be a splash of Cold It's One of his better movies, really.
2: That's probably why you
1: are in so much contact with him. I mean, to the point that you are, because you're probably one of the only people out there that's kind of more sympathetic than him. Right. You know, it's kind of down on
3: him. Well, to Ty's point yeah and I mean, to Ty's point about Ravenhawk being a good movie, I read the trivia that he actually had a different direction he wanted to take the movie, and and the the filmmakers took it away from him, so like
2: they always do that to him
3: right, and so you wonder, like okay, would Pion have like pioned it up too much to, uh, to, right to <laughs> like make it not as good of the movie so so that's always the thing is like he had these great these grandiose ideas for his movies, and sometimes the the studios had a better sense of like what would work or not mm. But,
0: uh, no. Yeah, My, I like
1: that title. No pun intended. No, that's perfect. That's the that's the title. So.
3: That's it, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so okay. So the Streets of Fire title. Is there something you want to say about Streets of Fire? Or uh,
2: no, I, I well, you you guys talking about it makes me want to rewatch
1: it. I don't have a copy. No, I think it would be so, a good rewatch. In fact, I yeah. rewatched it not that long ago because I got the Blu-ray. And... Oh, maybe I can just borrow your copy. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, there's and there's still a lot of good extras on there. It's definitely worth getting if you. you know,
2: I haven't seen it in a while. I think you know when I watched Street of Fire, I was watching all the Willem Dafoe movies, all the Paré movies. I think it, just, it was. I liked it. I liked the movie. Yeah,
1: it's good. Guess, it's, it's, it's definitely good. Yeah, um, no, there were so many like '80s gems and blockbusters and you know things coming around, uh, you know, coming out around that time. I, I think in the '80s it might have gotten lost in the shuffle, kind of like that. Yeah. You were saying that. And, yeah. But then you know, with the advent of video and cable, I think people
2: it, it helped for that. sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, now my number
2: two, I thought this was kind of tricky because. <laughs> I I brought. Paula the, tricky. Oh, oh! Was not guy going to say that this time? But okay, Paula tricky <laughs> Hey, you watched that Paula tricky movie? Brett.
1: Yes, I liked it. It was good. Um, oh. It's like a it's a, a kiss, movie. good night. It, a kiss, good night. It's called. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a no, that's good. No, it's one of the I think few movies, or at least that I've seen, where she has like a big role. She's like the main star. You know, she's not in a in the background and. You know, or and I packed a lot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she's not just like a cast member on *Packed Blue*. She's like in the in the driver's seat, and yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. I, Especially if you like those *From Hell* movies or, or AKA *Psycho* movies, where there's a psycho. I'm uh, so yeah, really That movie's played by Al Corley.
2: I mean, think I have to say it on the back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, who also has a music career.
2: Well, what songs did uh th- talk about, Al Corley? Yeah,
1: yeah I, th- I mean his best known song to my. Knowledge is <clears throat> called Square Rooms. Um, but it's he it was sort of like a synth artist,
0: you know. Oh, the synth, and, synth uh, dude. The okay. 80s,
1: yeah, and like in in 80s style. But I think he was also on some uh soap operas. But yeah, he has a couple albums out. And um and so it's kind of like Paula Tricky versus Al Corley. But, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's a combination of <laughs> but yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, if you can get a hold of it, definitely check it out.
2: Yeah. So my number two pick is the dangerous. Oh, the oh.
0: dangerous.
3: Yeah. Okay. I think it's another one. This is one I haven't seen before as well.
2: Oh, you gotta watch it. Yeah. Uh, as a, you guys see this cast, Matt, it's all, all your right, favorites. Right, give us the cast. You got Mike Paré. <laughs> you got Robert Davi. You got uh, <laughs> wait <laughs> Elliot Gould. <laughs> okay. um, wow. What's oh uh, the Paula Barbieri?
1: Wow. It's okay. it's like, O.J. Simpson's
2: girlfriend. Or yeah, John Savage, uh, Sven Oliforsen, and Carrie, H- Carrie Tagawa. <laughs> so. So wow. A lot of
3: B-movie yeah. names. In there. And, and his, his na- character name is Random?
2: Yeah, his name is Random. <laughs> yeah. God's name. Is like <laughs> <laughs> he's a cop on the edge, and he teams up with Davi, and he's, he looks kind of like a guy who would be on Renegade. Right. He kind of looks like Lamas. Right. It's, a, it's a mixture of Lamas and Chuck Norris, and he wow. plays... Uh, What's his name of this? That's <laughs> Davalos The right. so Roddy Wells is the movie called uh um, oh,
0: okay
2: Dog oh, bears, yeah. thank you. this is uh, Davalos, oh, Davalos. <laughs> oh wait, that's like Davi right,
1: right. <laughs> so Davi plays Davalos
2: yeah I think if I'm not mistaken, Davi actually uh you know tweeted us about this movie when we posted
3: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's yeah, yeah that's because i was looking at the external reviews and it's you guys and then it's like entertainment weekly and joe bob uh drive-in um i don't know what our, morning our movie favorites. is yeah there's another one called morning movie i don't know what oh that's a, that's a, that's a, an independent like us so that's a um a little yeah. different they were but um, but yeah, but you guys in, in Entertainment Week or um, yeah, Entertainment Weekly and Joe Bob, that's uh, we're in
0: good company it's, there. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun because it has it has all these wacky surprises, a lot, ton of action. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just it's goofy, it's silly, and like
3: you gotta and that's check all it the out.
1: Stuff we want. Yeah, and that's all the stuff we look for. I mean, I don't.
3: Is, is it AIP because David kind of, wrote yeah. it or directed yeah. it? He co-directed it. It's kind of AIP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow,
1: I don't know if, if it is officially or not. It might have been picked up by a bigger company.
2: Yeah, I think MGM or something. Orion for a
1: while they had a thing going. I think with them, like remember uh, Raw Justice? I think that was yeah, Orion Home Video yeah. picked it up.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. So, it's
1: like, so occasionally that would happen. Like I guess they figured they had Pamela Anderson and Robert Hayes for that, so they kind of yeah. bumped it up a so little. <laughs> I think this is like one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's has a wider not just on the AIP label.
3: Yeah, because it yeah, doesn't yeah. even list AIP, but definitely Oh, Winters Hollywood Entertainment Holdings Corporation. Um, so that must be something. Uh, did did he split with? I was gonna say I thought he split with Pryor, but actually I don't think he did because Pryor wrote, um, co-wrote uh, the "Dancing It's On" movie that, that that Winters did that had uh, Gary Daniels in it. So, um, so I think they stayed partners till the end. Um,
2: what, what did David Pryor do, Pryor? Oh. Um, <laughs> right. <I said>,
1: <laughs> episode title coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Prior prior. How about prior
3: to that? Right. Yeah, we've got or we have got priors, right? Like it's like You've been you've already been been arrested before, I guess. You've got priors.
2: (laughs) You got
1: priors priors here. But that
2: could be something. I can see that. So, right, yeah, I would easy. definitely check out The Dangerous. I know it's it's a weird title, The Dangerous, and he plays random, Paré, so it's, it's, it's,
3: right. you can tell that something's a little wacky around here, here. Right, uh, I don't right. Know if that's
1: available. Like, Matt, I'm not sure how you would see that. I, it, but it, it, I don't it it's on VHS.
3: Yeah, I don't know if yeah. YouTube has a copy, but it, oh, it actually, the trivia touts it as being the film debut of Paula Barbieri, so. Um,
2: <laughs> what if yeah. O.J. Simpson saw it?
1: Because wasn't she I, in, like, was it Night Eyes?
2: Four. Yeah.
1: Uh, fatal Passion. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, if you can't say anything nice, um, yeah. don't say uh, anything at all. <laughs> yeah, I might have to refrain from my opinion on a certain aspects. But yeah.
3: if you oh. if you go to her IMDb bio, she has one picture beyond her headshot, and it's a picture of her with Dolph at a party in 1988.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> That's great.
3: Yeah, so, so at least or it's did Dolph, and not... You know, yeah, I did her did, it, I, did I mean, if you
1: had a picture, first off, if you went to a party with Dolph, or if you had yeah, Dolph did. at the party in 1988, wouldn't yeah. you make that your picture? I mean, that would be probably yeah. like the highlight of your life.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> and, and, and and I guess after Night Eyes 4, she decided she was done, because she didn't uh-huh. do anything else after Night Eyes 4, so...
1: Well, um, you know, once you've achieved perfection. And, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, what is your number one paré?
3: OK, so my number one, it's kind of more of a personal uh, choice, but Eddie and the Cruisers was my number one. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. I, when when my friends and I were in high school, we used to go out and cause mischief in uh, our okay. small main town that we lived in. We used to play that John Caffrey and the Beaver Brown Band. Uh, soundtrack with eddie and the cruisers and i think it's a movie it just I, I i just always liked the idea of it and of course you know pare or pare um i keep telling Paré because there was a one trailer that referred to him as pare <laughs> and it's it stuck in my well, head even what uh, like trailer they put that was one that?
1: trailer where they said house
3: yeah, Winged Joy Travolta. It may have actually been direct contact. It was one of those ones where they're like Michael Pare, and I was like, "Is that really?" Because I, I, I've heard Pare everywhere else, and so. But for some reason, that Pare thing just kind of stuck in my head. But um, but yeah, I just. I don't know. The, the idea of it with him as the this lead singer of a sixties band. And, um, you know, of, of course, just like Hollywood did, I mean, we think of Hollywood screwing things up nowadays, but I mean, in the eighties, they made sequels to everything. And, um, so they, they had to make a sequel to this, which, um, just was like, okay, why? But, uh, but yeah, it just, I, I don't know. All of it worked for me. The music, I always loved the, the John Caffrey, Beaver B- Brown band music, um, yeah, it's, just, it's it's always been my favorite of his. I think it's always been the one um, for me that whenever I – it kind of brings me back to, to Paré whenever I see him on the cover or something.
1: Now, I probably shouldn't say this on a Michael Paré podcast, but I've never seen the
3: Eddie and the Cruisers movie.
2: Same. I've never seen them.
3: Yeah, it's oh. worth – Fit. it's worked. I, I haven't seen it in years so um it's been uh, i mean probably since high school so it's been you know what's that now like <laughs> it just say this, like 25 plus years since i've seen it as well um but yeah i mean it's got you know uh, Barringer, pantaleono um you know some names like ellen barkin um you know i mean it, it's a big screen movie it's also got matthew lawrence if you remember him from uh, as mel silver from 90210 um so <laughs> matthew,
2: well, i remember matthew <laughs> lawrence and Joey lawrence and the other lawrence brotherly right, love the, right oh, yeah, the other right, and wasn't so WB kid
1: in uh, Chains of Gold with Travolta. Who,
2: Matt Lawrence? I believe uh, it is.
1: Yeah, that's a, He's like a okay. young kid who's like, you know, Travolta's the social worker, and
3: he's like <laughs> Yeah, <the social> <laughs> right, right, because this Matthew Lawrence he spells it L A U, so Mel Silver from oh, 902 and no, oh, it's L A U. Different, yeah, different Lawrence. Okay, he has a twin brother as well. I don't, I think, oh, I, I don't, wait, is so the That's of Lawrence right. his, no, his brother, yeah. Joseph. I can't remember what his no, it wasn't Joseph. I can't remember what his name was, but because what it was was like Matthew Lawrence was the actor, right? So he was Mel Silver. He was like the um the yuppie character who's dating, uh, kind of dating Demi Moore in a uh, San Almost Fire. But then his oh. brother, I remember because I used to watch like bad sports on ESPN two. They would do nine ball tournaments, and he would announce the nine ball tournaments. His brother, so. Oh. Um, I don't know which is the better career there. That's um, you know, um, <laughs> it's hard to it's make a decision. Like
1: Adam Baldwin, like Adam Baldwin, has nothing to do with the Baldwin family, but he's another right. you know, ba- Baldwin
3: that's in Hollywood. Right, right, exactly. Let's see if, if it mentions his brother. Let's see. Um, um, oh, so apparently, oh, his, his brother's name was Mitch, right? Mitch Lawrence. That's what it was. Um, okay, so um, yeah, Mitchell. They're they're identical twins. Um, and so because wow. that was the thing is I would watch the um the nine ball thing. I was like, is that Mel Silver? And it's like, no, it's Mitchell Lawrence. Oh, he's got a twin brother. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I yeah, so.
1: that got a little confusing with Joseph and Matthew Lawrence with the W.
3: Right. Right. Cause, cause his brother ended up marrying this, this, um, a nine ball player. Um, her name is, a. Iwa, Iwa Matai, I think she was from Eastern Europe, but she was like this kind of tallish blonde woman who played nine ball really well. And, uh, yeah, he, they ended up getting married and I think she ended up doing the game, like, like calling the games with him. But nine balls, like you watch it. Like, I, I don't even know why I ever watched it. I think it's because I, I, I was into playing pool, at pool halls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But in the, in the nineties, my friends and I would play Making pool mischief. a lot. Yeah. They can miss in the pool hall. Yeah, well, because it was like the bowling alley slash pool. So it wasn't like we were doing anything really crazy there. It wasn't like, you know, like an, an illicit kind of place. It was like, you know, if we weren't bowling, we were playing pool and then we'd like goof around, you know, yeah, while we were playing. And uh, yeah, if, if, if it got crazy, right, if there were too many people there playing and they were too serious, we'd just go play, you know, Killer Instinct or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so. uh, <laughs> awesome yeah. yeah. Do you remember
2: the name of the place?
3: Yeah, it's called Bull-O-Rama. Um, it's I think it's still open. I haven't been there in years. Um, I think... Two of the probably the, 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 some of the worst stories that I have from the place. Like one was, um, w- with Killer Instinct was popular. We would all go there, and uh, like a whole bunch of people would go, and um, you could smoke in there. So people would use the second change machine as the ashtray, which is just <laughs> like so ridiculous. I, yeah,
2: stuff. I used to use ashtrays. Yeah, together. Yeah, and you know, did you play as Kilgore and Killer Instinct?
3: So I, I, <laughs> I would use Orchid because I could do oh, okay. that really long <laughs> combo with her that they would break. I but her. Uh, yeah, the combo combo breaker. Yeah, I
0: Are a
2: combo episode <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I remember we in, in, in um in high school we had we were a debate class and we used to do this thing. Um, somebody came up with this idea of saying the saying big dog in the middle of your your debate speeches just like just you know saying big dog at random and then we just came with a whole list of things that you could say that would be worth certain points and if you said them all together it would be a combo like the like killer instinct and um and if the teacher stopped you if he cut into you you know it'd be like combo breaker you know and, and so <laughs> we completely like took over the class i don't it was like the worst like um you, know, you just think back to like the crap Right, exactly. Like, I don't even know who came up with the idea. I mean, again, it was Killer Instinct. But, you know, like the, the things that we would say would just be completely random stuff like jokes from Mystery Science Theater 3000 or, you know, um, you know, saying like, like you know, Forrest Gump quotes like, you know, in the butt talks or and stuff like that, you know, just like, um, yeah, random stuff like while we were doing, uh, doing you know, supposed to be doing our debate oh, speeches. so it's know? like
2: the thing from Space Mutant, you know, Big Large huge. Right, uh, that guy,
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, just like completely <laughs> random stuff, like in the middle of your speech about like why, you know, you know, the, the the things would be like these really kind of more serious issues, like you know, um, you know, it, it, actually I don't think it was gay marriage, it was gay rights at that time, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. '90s, um, or you know, mar- legally ma- legalizing marijuana was actually one that you know that I remember us doing, um, but yeah, stuff like that, to these like really serious things where we would just be like, you know. Um, just like, you know, like, like, just, I'm going to say random stuff. Um, yeah, like I, I, I can't even remember like a lot of them, but I mean, it started with big dog. Somebody saw a, a political cartoon where somebody was referred to as big dog and it was just like everybody would just try to slip it into their debate speech and then it was like let's add a whole bunch of other words you know you know oh cha-cha king that was a big one what was there's a movie that was like the cha-cha king and I remember the teacher got mad when um we had a second semester of debate and we had we got all, we got more of our friends to join in and um one of my friends wrote that into his speech and he, like the teacher got up and he's like we're not doing anymore cha-cha king and then we just like <laughs> that way became this big joke about Like not doing any more cha-cha king. So, Uh,
1: but this the song that John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band on that's on the dark side is that the song. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, and the Cruisers. It could be said possibly that that song sounds a lot like Bruce Springsteen. And um, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, (laughs) I've never heard the other guy. If you ever wanted to annoy a Bruce Springsteen (laughs) fan, which is definitely an instinct that I think a lot of people might have. If they, if a Bruce Big Springsteen fan asks you what your what your favorite Springsteen song is, just tell them, oh yeah, it's it's on the dark side. Yeah, oh, They're guaranteed to down. get really annoyed. Um, so that's a tip for everyone. Else. I'll take. That, I like it.
3: I, I love the idea except I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, but I, I I would get the joke, but I love the idea of doing that to someone because that is. Um, yeah, I think there are there are a few songs on that album. Like Wild Summer Night sounds like it could have been a Springsteen song too. Like yeah, they, um, yeah, it, it it is John Caffrey the Beaver Brown very much is like when we you know talk about bad action movies where they're like you know telling some singer yeah, sing in the style of pat benatar um it's Which it's almost like a lot
1: like, of female singers did
3: back then right, right it's almost like the same idea of like um you know come on in in the style of can you just do in the style of bruce springsteen for this movie and uh john keffer's like yeah sure i mean you know, we always do in the style of bruce springsteen so of course yeah we could do that i'm guessing that a conversation like that it was had
2: what was the movie brett and it was it was she sounded like uh, Pat Benatar, but we called her Bat Penatar. Yeah, we called her Bat
1: Penatar. <laughs> yeah, um, Bat Penatar. It was one of the Swedish Mats Helge movies. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, I love Bat Penatar.
1: It's like <laughs> I, I forgot what it was a Mats Helg. I can tell you that, but at <laughs> <had> frederick offrein <laughs> the yeah, yeah, like,
2: so then it would be we will be invincible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it.
1: Exactly. I I I <laughs> we
2: will be invisible it's but,
1: like, yeah, it has yeah. to be a slight change,
2: like yeah, a yeah, change. yeah 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 um, so i gotta go to number one for R- your, a
1: bit It's our slash
3: your number one
1: thing. which is instant justice yeah, Ooh, okay.
3: Big. All right, this is another one I haven't seen. Oh,
2: oh you got to catch uh, them yeah, on your parades. I, really I know, <laughs>
3: I know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: instant justice. Yeah, this is... Uh, it's a, tie, well, it, it's paré and Charles Napier, the napes, as you call them.
3: Napes, we got some
2: napes. And, of course, Tawny Catane.
3: Yes. Oh, yes, oh, the beautiful cover here. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, the cover is great. It's also called a Marine Issue. Yeah, yeah. Also, kind of a cool name too. Yeah, that, yeah.
1: that is a cool name. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Paré has a, a great role in it, and he, and he has one really great line, which I don't want to spoil. Okay, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I want people to you know go in as fresh as possible. But he yeah. actually has you know as opposed to some of his other movies, he actually has some good material to work with. You know? Yeah, know. we we <laughs> haven't really like, quoted many Paré lines. Okay, <laughs> not too many, many. Quote, to be honest. <laughs> there is in this movie, but I just don't want to do yeah. it.
2: Yeah, we won't we won't quote it. People yeah. need to okay. see it.
1: People need to yeah.
2: see it. I don't want to spoil it. Well, so just, that's why I made it number one because it has some great lines, it has all your favorites. How can you lose?
1: An and a great, great title, from what I remember, especially towards the end.
2: <laughs> yeah, towards the end, there's a, lot of, there's a fair amount of action, but it's kind of, but it's slow, but it's still, you can't help but enjoy it.
1: Well, it's more like a slow burn. It's not like yeah, fast.
2: for sure. No, no.
3: Yeah, and, and looking at the critic reviews, this is kind of similar to um, uh one of the ones we i think it was merchant of death that we talked about earlier that was like talking about you guys joining the party this is definitely a join the party review for me because um it doesn't look like mitch has reviewed it but everybody else it seems yeah, like yes yeah, has, has covered yeah, this one definitely
1: so do it if you can I mean, yeah I think, I think you would enjoy it i mean it's in some solid parade yeah. Um, yeah um and let's do a shout out to our boy tony bingham
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. shout out to our boy you no, know, because a, uh, a, a
1: guy was an actual marine, I
2: believe. I can get the quote if you want, if you uh,
1: He has a line in the movie, and we mentioned, we singled him out in our review, and he responded. Oh, nice! It's just like so Dobby. Was cool. you know.
2: Yeah. yeah, Dobby responded, "Dangerous," and then uh, Tony Bingham <laughs> yeah. responded. Well, to I Jester. know isn't
1: exactly what you call, you know, an A-list star, but it, but he yeah. almost stole the movie. I mean, he definitely stole the scenes he was in.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, well, we may, also, we, had a, we had a
1: quotable line, which we still will quote. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> if you look at the view, I think we we say it, right. It's like, do uh, we say it? <laughs> all right, I guess we could say
1: this one, even though this would be good if people heard it for the first time too.
2: Maybe. Oh, you sure? All right, yeah, all right,
1: go for it. Well, I there's mean, a guy. Named, just fast forward a bit.
2: Oh yeah, there's a guy named the actor named Anthony Tony Bingham, and he, he steals the show as Sergeant Walker <laughs> for no considerable reason. Pirate tells him he has stains on his uniform. Bingham's line, delivered in <laughs> delivered in a way that is classic for the ages, replies, and I quote, my hamburger spilled ketchup.
0: <laughs> my hamburger <laughs> spilled
1: ketchup. My, yeah. His big line is my hamburger spilled ketchup. And, yeah. it's, it's, and he delivers it perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Yeah. And course, why is that line even in the movie in the script? Yeah. Was it in the script? Was it not? How <laughs> did he
2: was improved by Mr. Tony Bingham?
1: Oh, did he say that?
2: No, but I can read his, his – I made that up, but it's like <laughs> – I can read his response. Here's some
1: firsthand information from the set of Instant Justice from Tony Bingham.
0: Okay,
2: go <laughs> for. I read your review of the movie Instant Justice, and I appreciate your comment regarding my performance as Sergeant Walker. <laughs> At the time, I was assigned to Torjan AB just to sound outside Madrid, Spain, while serving in the U.S. Air Force. I was lucky enough to get involved in getting this role and had a lot of fun doing it. I also had one other scene where Michael Parry's accomplice crashes through the gate. I'm the one shooting at them and jumping out of the way of the gate as the car crashes through it. Best regards, Tony Bingham. Hi, nice. that's cool. Yeah, Tony. So I
1: went to – listening. We loved your performance
2: again.
3: Yeah, I loved this. So, so here's what happened to me with this movie. I actually can see by going to the, your 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 post. Um, I mm-hmm. saw my comment that I wrote on your post, which is, um, oh. <laughs> I, I said, I just put this in my instant queue 10 minutes ago. And then I come yeah. over here and see you, you, have reviewed it. What a coincidence I've been meaning to get more pare up and, and this looks like a good bet. So it was in my <laughs> instant queue and it must've been dumped before I had a chance to see it. So, oh, um, okay. And how long yeah.
1: ago was that? Was that
3: like so months, you posted in 2011. So it was like that 10, 11 years ago. Um, yeah because apparently like, yet. <laughs> yeah because i i i made my my um my comment i think right around the time you posted your review um and so yeah i i cannot believe that the, it's funny like going back because it's like you know of course i don't remember you know commenting on, on the <laughs> post but you know we used to comment more on posts now we comment yeah, more now on we like you know instagram facebook Some and like I, that, yeah. twitter yeah. but at the time it was always commenting on the posts and uh yeah i i put it in the um in the instant queue and it must have gotten clips before i had a chance to see it because uh you know i had every intention to see it apparently because i saw your post and was like i didn't just put it my, I, I i mean it's probably one of those things like i put it into the um the instant queue and then you must have gotten the notification you guys went
2: by and now it's gone <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly well, thank
2: you for the comment on our post well, yeah, <laughs> thank I you I for mean, the great contribution matt <laughs>
3: Yeah, because now Netflix doesn't put anything like this on Instant, so there's no no way. Um, Yeah, so I've got to find it some other way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's what they say, right? The whole um, streaming thing, it's better to have physical media because, uh, you know. um,
2: They can't take away our instant justice. Exactly. No one's
1: taking that tape.
3: (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I
2: think I had to get a new one, actually, if I'm not mistaken. But um, are upgrading I upgraded to a a better copy. <laughs> All right, so is that that's the end of our list? Anybody, any, wow. unless
3: you have a uh, what's the one that makes call uh, honorable them? mention? Thank I, you, honorable mention. I have one. I, have I one have honorable one mention. Okay, mine is uh Virgin Suicides. Um, oh,
2: mine's Bad Moon.
3: Okay, <laughs> so so Virgin Suicides. He um so in that I don't know if you saw that movie um
2: yes not for a yeah. long time.
3: Yeah and um and you've got that character of Trip Prefontaine that um Josh Hartnett played and then we get Michael Pare is doing the um Michael Pare is doing the the, the adult version of 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 him, and he's in like think he's like in a rehab place or a halfway house or something like that. Um, but he plays the part like he he kind of picks up where Hartnett leaves off as the the teenage version of the character. He picks up on it so perfectly in uh, and, and the, the kind of like the part cheese ball aspect part, you know, like you know, you know, wish things had worked out better, but almost like too, like that guy who peaked in high school he he plays it so perfectly for just such a small role. Um I know I there was a part of me that considered having it on my top 5 but I was just like it's such a small part that I can't in good conscience put it on my top 5 list but I just I always love that part that he does there. Yeah,
1: and
2: right, Bad I, Moon I, is
1: go ahead.
3: Brad. Which I've never seen. So, uh, you've never seen Bad Moon? I don't think so. Werewolf movie? Uh no, I, the, it. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it. You know, I oh. think I have seen Bad Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you <laughs> you is mentioning the, the Werewolf movie. Yeah. Um Hopefully, I'm not confusing it with Gargoyles. Um,
2: well, Gargoyles is with Michael Paré, and there's a funny part in that, too.
3: Yeah.
2: But, but yeah, Batman's worth watching, bro. I may all have to get a copy one of these days. I mean, uh, there's an amazing dog acting in it. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> Thor the weaponized? dog. Go ahead.
1: I, have either of you guys seen Weaponized?
2: Oh, not yet. Well, it's in our bucket, right, bro?
1: Oh, it's in the bucket. Okay, because... I've been meeting only- to. It has uh, Messner, Tom Sizemore, and Mickey Rourke as well. As,
3: uh, right, right. I mean, that be the... it seems like a movie that we were talking about. But yeah, I the, guess... the, the Mesner face on the cover of Weaponized. It's I, I don't know what it is with Mesner, where like they just always have these. He always has these looks on his face that like the best way I can describe it is like a kid who is, was going to go out and do stuff, and his parents told him he had to stay in and clean his room. Um, and, and it's always that look on his face. And it's like he, when, when they see like things about him, he's a very charismatic guy who's like, can be a lot of fun, but he always plays these characters who have no personality for whatever reason. Um, and, and the, the covers just always kind of just, you know, I I don't know like what they do to poor Mesner with these, with these movies. Well, is
0: there
2: any other funny, uh, funny, funny, (laughs) funny thoughts, (laughs) final (laughs) thoughts about Mr. Paré? Uh, I
1: don't think I have any.
3: I think for me, just the one thing is it. It looks like he's moving in this direction of wanting to be another Eric Roberts. You know, his. Oh you look yeah. at his like post-direct content. That, that if you look at his current output, it's like you know.
2: It's getting it, Eric Robertsy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's getting up there where he's doing like you know, ten plus movies a year, and um, and it's like very small parts. And I think that's one of the things that's going to be interesting. Um, I think it's kind of the same thing we talked about with Busey, where Busey's doing a lot of small parts in movies. And um, I think one of the things that's been good about our list is that we're kind of going, you know, I think the latest one is my putting in direct contact. Like most of these films we're talking about are, are earlier paré where he's in a yeah, star role or something.
2: I did all early parés. Yeah, I like yeah, how you put I mean, direct contact.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah you're right. He does a lot of DTV. And I think, you know, doing TV and Lifetime movies, and you know, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah it's so does
2: have kind, like kind of similar. an it factor. That's the thing where we have this list. you know he has like the kind of has an it factor, yeah, like he's always kind of watchable in yeah. a way. It's like you know uh,
1: like not when it comes to Carver's Gate,
2: right oh, Carver's Gate's not a great movie. I know people like Carver's Gate on Instagram for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: I think it's a tough sit, but
3: yeah. <laughs> okay. well. Yeah. You oh, never know yeah. what people are going to like on, on whatever. Um, yeah. And, and the thing with Parry too, is he does a lot of horror stuff, you know, with small parts in horror films. And I was talking, um, with, uh, Scott Murphy who has another, has, has a podcast on an on action, on all nineties action. Um, and then also does a, a, a horror podcast. And, um, we were talking about how like horror has like this much bigger ecosystem. I think that's, that's part of the reason why my blog fell into doing more action because the horror stuff, it's like, I do a post Brand and there's like, one. you know, 30, you know other critic reviews of a, of a horror movie whereas like you know an action movie again we we were joking about this but it's like you know five or six of us that are doing these action movies and i think what it is is people who are looking for the action movies they don't have as many places to go to find it so they are yeah. always coming right to our stuff and um i think that's part of the thing with uh, with with uh, with pare is that the action stuff is probably where where we're going to probably you know we 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 probably going to see more of his his stuff but yeah, he does true. a lot of low budget horror for like small parts like a sheriff in a movie or um you know a professor or something like that that's a lot of what he's doing now and um yeah i think what we talk about here is very different from his, his current output
1: yeah that's a good point because if let's just say we were focused more on horror we'd be talking about probably more of his horror roles and yeah. if it just so happens that you know we're focused on action but yeah if someone else could do a whole separate ra podcast and talk about his other all right
2: Parade for the course, too. Bunk- right.
1: The you know, horror. Right,
2: well, right in the bunker, I guess. Right? We're going to right. talk about golf. Right,
0: right.
1: Sand right. <laughs> Which we saw a trailer for a movie called Sand Trap.
2: That's true, Sand Trap. Which
1: <laughs> I think is a direct-to-video movie.
2: It, it was like an old PM movie, I think I saw in the credits. I don't yeah. know. It was very weird looking. Yeah. But I guess we can let you. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I think really- you have to shoot up your plug-os.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. I'll start, so, start. Plug it up a little bit here. We can. Yeah. <laughs> that what, what
2: are your plugs? You want yes. to
3: just <laughs> so dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's the main site. Um. So, so that's where you can go for everything. DTV connoisseur, all one word dot blogspot.com. Um, As we get links to all the social media, um, but you know, if you want to find me on on social media, usually it's DTV Connoisseur or DTVC on you know. Face- I think Facebook actually it's Direct Video Connoisseur. So um, I, I I don't I, I probably should have learned to be more consistent with all those things, but um usually one of the, th- the few you could find it there. Um, and then novels, um, Chad and accounting and. Uh, Girl and a Gun are available now. Hopefully, pretty soon, my third novel, uh, Holtman Arms, will be out. Um, hopefully, by the time people are listening to this, you know, it'll be close to coming out. So mm-hmm. um, keep an eye out for that one as well. And, and again, once it, it is out, I'll put a link to that on my site as well.
2: Great. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Thanks for that, and as and far in, as us, our, our sure. plug uh, Okay, we have uh, come up dot net is the website, and then here's the podcast. And you, get it, <laughs> you can get it anywhere. Anywhere podcast you can listen to, like uh, iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
1: what most people listen to. Most really. people listen to iTunes. You yeah. need Twitter and Instagram.
2: Type. Instagram, Taction Rocks on Instagram is where you can usually find me. I usually live there, and then uh, what did I post, the, the Crow Two, City of Angels, with uh, Iggy Pop. But not as the crow. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: So that'd that would be amazing.
1: maybe a missed opportunity there.
2: Yeah. He's always shirtless. I mean, it's like. <laughs> it's like
1: right. well, I don't know. Is, is that a prerequisite to playing the crow? I,
2: well, no, but I mean, it was. It was <laughs> well, maybe actually it wasn't. <laughs> no, exactly Iggy Pop's after, slightly older, yeah. <laughs> probably older for-
3: yeah, very leathery, lizardy. Um, yeah. yeah, he's an old crow. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him in concert in the early. Oh, 2000s. Yeah. he was really good. Like it was very like rocking kind of show. Like it kind of like, very punkish. Um, uh, that was boy, that was like 20 years ago now. So who knows like what he's up to now? Because he was we he was older then.
1: You we were talking about Iggy and Pop. Talking like last night about that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. He, he said it was so loud that like it was like hurting his head. I mean, yeah well, what was
2: he's like he's hurting his feelings out <laughs> well yeah
1: maybe but you know he said it was like blinding almost how loud it was but i mean you know that's according
3: well so, i wonder because where he saw i wonder if it, it mattered with the venue because where i saw him was the avalon in boston and it's possible he wasn't allowed to be that loud there that like no, yeah, noise yeah, ordinance yeah, he wouldn't was
1: allow like a that club like a medium-sized club i would say so, like, okay let well, me we'll see it's probably
3: you know could be considered louder maybe. yeah 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 because Avalon's a club but it, it, you never know like if, if if the noise ordinance in that town says you can't be that loud whereas like where the other club is they don't care um which as someone who lives near a bar that has karaoke I I, I feel like you should always care because I, I, I'm horrible to listen to that but oh, <laughs> oh yeah that's really bad that, that there's a difference between karaoke and yeah like, Pop.
1: you know there's yeah. a big difference
3: yeah, they haven't done it much since the pandemic, which I appreciate. Um, so, um, yeah, but it used to be like every Saturday night, you'd just be like, "Oh man!" And then they have a DJ who'd play like all these like ba- I don't. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like getting us well, off track here at the end well, of the. No, thing, okay. But-
2: <laughs> well, okay. Well, the only DJ I care about is DJ Scribble. Usually, I shout him out. Usually, every <laughs> other episode,
1: so it's like <laughs> And gonna- uh, an in living color.
2: Was oh, was that was that like DJ Marlon Wayans? It's like, yes.
1: but he had a name. It was like DJ
3: Slice
2: or something. He's always, yeah, yeah. <laughs> SW1 was it? SW1. SW1. <laughs> it S- yeah.
3: yeah,
0: it was just one oh, S- yeah. Sean yeah. Wayans,
2: Sean Wayans one.
3: SW1. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's a good way to end this thing. But yeah, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Shout out to Sean yeah. Wayans and to you. Shout out, shout out, shout out to SW1 and DJ Scribble.
3: <laughs>
0: and Tony Daniel. <laughs> Really
3: all our shout-outs. <laughs> that could be a, a fun end to the episode. It's just these random shout outs. Was, was <laughs> it the family guy that would put like credits of people that really weren't in the episode or something like that? Um, they would just like list names or something. Um, I don't know. Really surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So those or, are shout outs for today. Those
1: are
3: our
2: shout outs. Shout out to DTBC for being on the show. So I guess <laughs> yeah. we'll let you
1: go.
3: Yes. <laughs> thank right. you again for having me on. This was a good You're a, welcome.
2: We'll be back on. So oh, you yeah. yeah, talk and about. Uh, sure
1: we'll be on our show. We'll be on your show. We'll, the crossovers will continue.
2: crossovers crossovers yeah. continue, and then maybe we can, you know, uh, talk about more about Mark Twain or something like that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> okay. exactly. Well, you
1: guys will. You how about this? You guys will brew up another uh, no yeah subject well, episode. Yeah,
2: maybe no, we yes. can get it out before the end of the year. So I'll, I'll we'll great. start brewing.
0: Yeah.
2: we let you guys let you guys go. Bye. Bye. We'll be right
0: Hugh Grant is the original go-to meeting, okay.